All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, we're going to be looking in depth of the two malefactors that hanged with Christ on the cross. You know, many ministers, pastors will give you the surface of this doctrine. And they will always go to the book of Luke chapter 23, verse 43, to prove their point. But we're going to start up in verse 39 and read down. And we're going to break down the scriptures from one testament to the next testament to give you a better understanding, a clearer understanding, to go beneath the surface in this portion of scripture. So have your Bibles, pens, and notepads, as always requested at a light to the children ministries, and let us be edified. Stay tuned. All praises, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I decided to do this podcast because many ministers have taught the children that by looking at these two malefactors, which are thieves that are on the cross besides Christ, that at any time and moment in your life you may feel that you may want to recognize that Jesus Christ is the Lord your Savior. And if you confess that, that you shall be saved. Now, you have done all sorts of evil your entire life. You have not kept the commandments your entire life. But at one moment, God will have mercy upon you and you shall be with him in the time you request it. There's something fishy about that doctrine, ladies and gentlemen. But let me, let's go, before we get to that, let's go to where they get this from. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 10. Because, brothers and sisters, we can see when you are in the truth, when you are a reader of the Bible constantly, when you decide to read the Bible on your own, you can see the little, and for lack of better terms, brothers and sisters, I call them tricks that are in the first day of the week churches with these ministers who are too lazy to take their sheep through the Bible from the Old Testament, the First Testament, until the Second Testament, which is the New Testament. I want to get the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9. Romans 10 and 9 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him up from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So in a moment's time, you can recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. And by the confession, 
whether it be on your deathbed or whether any other time before your death. When you recognize that he's the Savior, you shall be saved. And ladies and gentlemen, if you believe this without reviewing the scriptures from the first to the second testament, your integrity toward God, what you think you know about God, what you think you feel about God is in vain. It's 66 books, brothers and sisters, and I say 80 books. I say 66 because right now I'm not doing the Apocrypha, but there is really 80 books in the Bible. But many preachers say that the Apocrypha is not canon, but the Apocrypha was in the Bible before the Protestants had it removed in the 1800s. So I preach out of the regular 66 books of the Bible for right now. But sooner or later, brothers and sisters, I'm going to add the Apocrypha to my doctrine because it is canon. Never let a man tell you something is not canon. But Romans 10 and 9 is letting us know that right at the time, if you just believe, at whether it be a couple years, one year, or just that moment, if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. Let's go back to the book of Luke 23. Let's see if this is the case. I want to go to the book of Luke chapter 23. And I'm going to start in verse 39. I want to get right to the point. Luke 23 and 39 says, And one of the malefactors, which are thieves, which were hanged, railed on him, began to attack him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. So transgression. Let's go back to the book of Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and I'm going to read one verse. I want to read verse 15, Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. Now, this is what Israel was not supposed to do. Exodus 20, verse 15, thou shall not steal. Simple. Thou shall not take what is not yours. Let's go back to the book of Luke, chapter 23, and we're going to read verse 40 now. We're going down a verse to verse 40. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Now, one thief requested that Christ save them. Even though he had transgressed the law, he wanted Christ to bring himself down from the cross and save him also. So this thief wasn't willing to accept the transgression that he was in condemnation for, just like a lot of Sunday, first day of the week, Christians do not want to accept the condemnation they're going to receive because they don't 
keep the laws of God. See, people want to sin. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans. And I'm going to show you something, brothers and sisters, you children of Israel, the most high. You have to watch out for many members who are like this. And when I say members, I mean your brothers and sisters who are part of your family that want to transgress God's law and not be judged for it. They want to go to ministers that will tell them or read to them Romans 3.23 and Romans 3 and 10. There's not right, not one righteous, no, not one. That's Romans 3 and 10. So they could continue to sin and not have to worry about what Christ says in Matthew 5 verse 48 when he says, Be thou perfect as thou Father in heaven is perfect. Isaiah 30, I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 30, verse, verses um, 10, which say unto the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. See, they like ministers to prophesy lies unto them and say, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. No, not one is righteous. No, not one. Not breaking down Romans 3 and 10 and showing you what Paul is talking about. Because the same thing is written in Psalms 14, verse 1, and Psalms 53 and 1 down. Down in both verses. Paul is quoting that scripture. The surface is where they're going. But let's get Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, and I want to read verses 20 and 21. It says, For when ye were servants of sin, transgression of the law, which they like to do, ye were free from righteousness. See, Paul is letting you know that those in Rome who were servants of sin were free from righteousness, which is in the law. Remember, 1 John chapter 5, verse 17 says, all unrighteousness is sin. So righteousness is in the law. Righteousness is law. Unrighteousness is sin. 1 John chapter 5, verse 17. It's time for us to read the scriptures, brothers and sisters. It's time for us to get up off the slothfulness and read. It doesn't matter what reading level you're on. I'm not on the greatest of reading level, but I'm not going to sit here and not read the Bible because it's my salvation. Romans chapter 6, verse 21. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? Ashamed. For the end of those things are death. Let's go to verse 23 of Romans chapter 6. Romans 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin, which is transgression of the law, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is no reward for transgression of the law, which is sin. And Paul says, what fruit did you have? 
in those things you in which ye are now ashamed. That's verse 21. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalms, Old Testament, First Testament. Let's look at this ashamed. And, and you know, brothers and sisters, many people are ashamed of their transgressions. That is why when I do the podcast series entitled Baptism, they like to be baptized in the name of the Son, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but they do not confess their sins in front of who's baptizing them like John. Notice that. Because everybody will be around their little baptism. So they skip that step in confessing your sins truthfully in front of God and the holy angels. Matthew, before I read Psalms chapter 25, verse 3, I want to read Matthew 18, verse 10. I want to read Matthew 18, verse 10. Matthew 18, verse 10 says, and you know, if I'm going too fast for you, brothers and sisters, you can always pause it, look at the scripture, read it right along when you go to unpause. Matthew 18, verse 10. It says, take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. So brothers and sisters of the most high God is recording you. So if you try to lie when the baptizer is baptizing you to try to hold back your sins, God already wrote it down. You're not going to escape anyway. You've lied. And all of you need to remember Acts 5 and 1. Remember the book of Acts 5 verse 1. The story about. Let me see, let me get back there. So I say it. The story about Ananias. And Seth. Sephora, his wife, they lied about the price of the field. God may not take you out as fast as he took these two out, but you're going to pay because God is a righteous judge. You may lie to yourself, but God knows when you lie. You're not going to escape. So in these baptisms where they talk about, oh, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute, you skipped the step in John's baptism that you are doing. You forgot to let the one that was getting baptized know, hey, look, we need to know all your sins. See, they confessed all their sins around everybody, but they don't do that in this baptism. Hmm, something strange. And in the podcast entitled Baptism, I'm going to show you a little bit deeper what else is hidden when you talk about baptism. Let's go back to the book of Psalms, chapter 25, verse 3, to explain the ashamed. What does it mean to be ashamed? Psalms, chapter 25, verse 3. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without a cause. Paul was just talking about being ashamed. The ashamed goes to the transgressor. That's why in verse 20 says, when you were servants of sin, which is transgression of the law, you were free from 
righteousness. Let's go back to the book of Luke 23. Just giving you a little bit extra there, brothers and sisters, on what they're doing in these churches. Verse 40 again. But the other answered and rebuked him. What did he rebuke him for? Let's go to the book of 1 Timothy 5 and 20. Brothers and sisters, you must read the scriptures. What are you what did he rebuke him for? 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 20. I want to see. Remember, we read Exodus 20, verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 20. Them that sin rebuke before all that others may also fear. And the fear is to keep the law. Rebuke that they may return to the law. You cannot fear God without keeping his commandments. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Let's get where it's originally written. Let's get the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Let's get this here, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it may be well with them and with their children forever. Now notice, the Gentile keeping the commandments was not at this time. The, the commandments were given to Israel first. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 9, he said, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, which is unlawfulness. Proverbs 29, verse 6 says, In the transgression of an evil man there is a snare. Evil involves transgression. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 21 says, Evil pursueth sinners. To everyone that sins, of the Jew first, of the children of Israel first, and also the Gentile, the children of Israel who have not yet understood that they were the children because they were raised in Gentile customs. If you have not watched, or excuse me, viewed, or I should say viewed, but if you have not listened to the podcast, The Gentiles, part one and two, now will be the time. You should do that. Because not all Gentiles were just were Gentiles. Some of the Israelites from the First Testament to the Second Testament became Gentiles because, like today, we like to go out of our way to accomplish the sins of the heathen. This nation is a perfect example. Don't want to keep God's laws, don't want to keep Sunday, and going into different scripture, which the heathen is preaching to you about we're not under the law, we're under grace. If you have not watched, excuse me, I keep saying watched. If you are if you have not listened to the podcast entitled The Grace of God, now is the time to do it. Go back and listen to the grace. Find out from the first testament to the second testament what grace was and who it was given to. 
You will never, brothers and sisters, get that many scriptures about grace ever in these first day of the week churches. They're not going to do it. Even though they went to the monastery schools, even though they went to all these colleges, somehow, some way, they can't read it. They can't read more than one passage or two passages in a setting. Give the most five. Hmm. Let's get back to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 23. So he rebuked him. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 23. We're looking at rebuked. This is the way it should go, brothers and sisters, from the first to the second testament. We need witnesses to find out what is rebuke referring to. Proverbs 28, verse 23. He that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with the tongue. And this is what these ministers do. They flatter with the tongue. And Jesus and God say, God loves you and he, but no scripture. They tell you to go search for it. They tell you to pray. <laughs> pray to the Lord for more understanding. Well, I thought, wait a minute, let's get Romans 10. <laughs> Romans 10. Romans 10. Romans 10. And I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. This is Romans 10, 15 through 17. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, The Lord, Lord, who believeth our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But what I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I wrote that, but I meant to go one verse up. And this should have been the only verse I would have I should have read, but I wanted to read verses 15 through 17. But let's go back up to verse 14, because that's really what I wanted. I went a little bit too fast for myself. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call uh, call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? So it is the preacher's job. Every time a question come up for them to research what their members want to know, and they get back to them either on the personal level or make a sermon to that one member or give part of their sermon, just two to three minutes dedicated to what that member of the church asked them so they can get a clear understanding and others also be edified. But they tell their members to pray about it. God's going to give you the answer. It's in the Bible and don't show them. And the integrity of the church to see he's doing that and they don't even know. They don't know. Me, me rather, and others, 
we're gone. We're not going to stay in that church because the minister doesn't even know how to answer a simple question. How is he responsible for my salvation? This is the same thing that's going on in Luke 23, 39 through 43. Same thing. Luke chapter 23, verse 40 again. I'm just going to continue to read this until I get further down. But the other answering rebuked him because he broke the law, saying, Does, does not thou fear God? Does not you fear God? Don't you fear God? How? Now, brothers and sisters, we got to understand, how do we fear God? We read Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Let's read. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I know I'm moving a bit fast, brothers and sisters, but we have to learn. And, I, and you know, I have started out like this with members of uh, the God family, the children who didn't know where any of the books were, but they learned to get up to the speed. And that's what you'll have to learn to do, brothers and sisters. You can't assume that you could just sit in church looking up at the preacher behind the pulpit talk and never and carry a big beautiful bible and never read it never have any markers in it It is a clean bible put it on the dash of your car in the back of your seat hey look everybody i'm showing you that i have the look of being a christian and not the edifying understanding that i need for salvation Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The whole matter. The whole matter is this. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is why man was created. Why? Verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good, whether it be law, or whether it be evil, whether it be sin. Good is law. Sin is evil. Let me show you. The book of Romans chapter 7, verse 12. And if I'm going too fast, brothers and sisters, you can always pause this and go to the scriptures. These podcasts will be available to you. Look at the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 12. Second Testament, by the way. I'm going to go into the Old Testament to confirm this. Just to let you know that Paul wasn't thinking off the top of his head. He knew the First Testament scriptures. Romans chapter 7, verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy. And the commandment, holy, just, and good. And those that keep the commandments are good. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And I'm going to read verse 17 and 18. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Verse 17. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, 
which he hath commanded thee. Verse 18. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go and possess the good land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Chapter 9, verse 13. If you don't know what Nehemiah is, brothers and sisters, pause the podcast, go look for it so you can read along. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 13. It says, Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai and spaketh with them from heaven, the children of Israel, and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good, good statutes and commandments. So the good is in the law. The evil is in transgression. As I said before, Proverbs 29, verse 6, and Proverbs 13, verse 21. So God is going to bring every work into judgment, whether it be those that keep the law or those that refuse the law. But to fear God was to keep the commandments. Now, I'm going to show you something. Isaiah chapter 29. Isaiah 29, verse 13. Isaiah 29, verse 13 says this. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, there are many people that use the word Jesus and God in their mouth. And with their lips do honor me. Hmm. You see that everywhere. But have removed their hearts far from me, their minds. You know, I was telling a woman at work the other day that the Sabbath is actually the seventh day of the week. She said, I didn't know that. But every day she used the Lord in her mouth. Hmm. And their fear toward, toward me is taught by the precepts of men. See, the precepts, the understanding of men is how they're taught the Bible. So if you've never understood that to fear the Lord is to keep his commandments, it's because your pastor took you away from that and tried to teach you another way to worship God besides fearing him and keeping his commandments. This is the common theme amongst first day of the week churches. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I must go on break. And after the break, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the matter, the two thieves that were beside Christ. Stay tuned. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I hope you have enjoyed these podcasts so far. Now, these podcasts are not directed toward any special religious group. As those that teach against wickedness, there are those that teach against righteousness. Let's get the book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 27. You'll be surprised what's written in the Bibles, brothers and sisters. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 27. An unjust man 
is an abomination to the just. And he that is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. The upright and the wicked are opposite. The upright keep the law, the wicked don't. Now many of our people have been persuaded by the wicked, those that did not keep the law according to Proverbs 28 verse 4. In these podcast episodes, brothers and sisters, we intend to bring you the light of God and to show you that what you thought was truth is not, and that there is a path that you must go on to learn the Bible. Like Christ said in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 7, this is why Christ said this. Matthew chapter 7 and in verse 13 it says enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat just because the Sunday church is big it is because Many of them in the first day of the week churches teach off the surface, and that is what people enjoy. But as soon as you come into the truth, the real truth, the law, Psalms 119, 151, Romans 2 and 20, you'll begin to learn more and be more edified about the scriptures. So with that, brothers and sisters, I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I say unto you, peace and may God bless. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were talking about fearing God, which one of the thieves approached the other thief, saying, saying when he rebuked him, Dost thou not fear God? Let's continue up from that point. Seeing thou art in the same condemnation. If condemnation is another word for death condemnation for the sin you committed in transgressing the law that says thou shalt not steal. Exodus 20 verse 15. Let's go to the book of John chapter 3. John chapter 3. John chapter 3 verse 19. John chapter 3 verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds, deeds are evil. It goes back to Romans chapter 6, verse 20. There are men who desire to be free from the law and will do anything possible to justify themselves. in their disobeying of the commandments. And we'll tell you, brothers and sisters of the Most High, that the First Testament is done away. The easiest thing possible in order not to teach you the entire scope, the entire Bible, the 66 books, or I should say 80, but I'm doing the 66 right now, but to teach you the Bible in its completion, 
So the condemnation goes to the men that are in darkness and who deeds were evil. Now, you're going to see this very same thing written in verse 41. But before we go into verse 41, I want to take you into the book of Romans chapter 8 because many ministers will go here to, to uh, reference back to where I'm reading from. So I want to get this over with right now. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, I'm going to say this, brothers and sisters. They'll stop right there. Right there. But what does it mean to walk after the spirit? If you go down a couple of verses. Now, I, I, could, I could go to verse 2 and verse 3. I can read it all, but I cannot in this segment. I'll do a special one, and I will go into Romans 8 and read all the way down to verse 8. Romans 8, verses 1 through 8. But I'm going to skip down a couple of verses and uh, go to verse 4. Now, remember. Paul says there is now no condemnation in Jesus Christ to them that walk af not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Let's see what walking after the flesh means and walking after the spirit means. Romans chapter 8, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So fulfilling the righteousness in the law is walking after the spirit. There's no condemnation for them that fulfill the righteousness in the law, who walk after the spirit. Let us continue reading. For they, verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritually minded it's life and peace. Let's go to the first covenant brothers and sisters of the most high, you children of Israel, and see this exact same life and peace. Let's get the book, ladies and gentlemen, the book of Malachi chapter two, verse five. Let's see what gives life and peace. Let's see. Malachi chapter 2, Malachi chapter 2, verse 5. Malachi chapter 2, verse 5. We're going to read verses 5 and 6 together. 
let's look at this covenant. Let's look at this spiritually minded of life and peace. Where does life and peace come from? Malachi chapter 2, verse 5. My covenant was with him of life and peace. So life and peace came through the covenant, the law. The covenant is the law, brothers and sisters. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. Verse 6, the law of truth was in his mouth. The law of truth was in his mouth. And iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and inequity and did turn many away from iniquities, which are sins. Peace does not come to those who keep not his law. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 21. I think I read this in a previous podcast. I'm not sure which one, but, you know, as I go through these podcasts, brothers and sisters, there are so many scriptures that are quoted. It's hard to remember back when you last quoted the scripture in the last podcast. Isaiah 57, verse 21. Isaiah 57, verse 21 says, There is no peace, saith my God to the wicked, to those who keep not the law. Ain't no peace. That's why when you look at this world today, brothers and sisters, today in this land where we dwell, my brothers and sisters of Israel, that's why there's thief, theft, thievery, adultery, killing, stealing, covetousness. The disobedient children that will not listen to their mothers and fathers down from generation to generation. All of this is happening in this land, and you think that we're going to get better because the preacher says we're not under the law, under grace, keeping us in that transgression, keeping that, keeping us in the state of sin. Proverbs chapter fourteen. Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse thirty-four. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, keeping the laws. Righteousness is in the law. Psalms 119, verse 172. We just read it in Romans 8 and 4. Romans 2, 26. Philippians 3, verse 6. Righteousness is in the law. Not the law of the temple and sacrifice, but the words of the commandments that were given by the hand of God, mentioned in Exodus 32, verse 16. You can read that as your own leisure. The words, if we broke the words, there was a law given to us for punishment. That is the law of sin. Paul was talking about in Romans 7. Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Any people, brothers and sisters, if you haven't recognized yet, Black people are not the same as white. They are different nations. Now, many of you say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. There's no difference between the Jew or the Greek. We're all one in Christ Jesus. 
That's fear, brothers and sisters. You are afraid to take a stand. That's fear. But that's another podcast episode. I was just reading unto you the things that you need to know in this podcast. Let's go back to the book of Luke. I mean, the book of Romans, excuse me, the book of Romans. Because we were discussing there is no condemnation. Okay, now who are they in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit? And we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Now we're going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 6. For to be calmly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We're back to Malachi 2 and verse 5. Watch verse 7. Romans chapter 8, verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Why? Why? For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The law is there. They're just not subject. The carnal mind cannot be subject unto the law. This is why many of your family members, many of your friends, many people, when you say, let's get back to keeping God's law, they say, no, we're not in law and grace because they are not subject to it. They do not have to keep it. And that is a carnal mind. They have carnal minds. There's nothing you can do. Christ said in John 6, there is no one that can come unto him except the father who sent him, draw him. You cannot force people to understand that the law is not done away. They're carnally bound. A carnal, this Paul just explained to us what it means to be carnally minded, not keeping the law. Watch verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh, which are the carnal minded people, cannot please God. First John chapter 3, verse 22. John the Apostle, the youngest among them all, is going to agree with Paul. Watch, 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 watch. First John 3.22. And whosoever, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Let's read that again. Slowly. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Christ. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What was written in Romans chapter 8, verse 8, say the so, Romans Roman chapter 8, verse 8 again very quickly. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Why? Because they don't keep the law, like it says in 1 John 3.22, that's what pleases God when you keep the law. There is nothing in the Bible that they can show you when it comes to pleasing God. And if they can, have them show you. Because the same thing is written in Psalms 103, verse 21. Let's read that. So this is... this. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the Most High, I take you to both Testaments to show you that they're both alike. There's no change. There's nothing done away. Psalms 103, verse 21. 
let, let, let me read verse 20 and 21. Psalms 103, verse 20 and 21. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Verse 21. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his of his that do his pleasure. The pleasure is keeping the law. First Testament to the second. So when they go to Romans chapter eight, verse one, have them read all the way down to verse eight and break it down. Because the condemnation of those that walk after the flesh that do not keep the law that are carnally minded. So when we go back to Luke chapter 23, when it talks about this same condemnation, they cannot go to Romans 1, 8 verse 1 and try to read that one scripture and then run. See, brothers and sisters, there is no condemnation to those that believe in Christ. No. Continue to read down. Those that keep the righteousness that is in the law, there is no condemnation to us. Because we walk after the, uh, the law, as Paul said in Romans 8, verse 4, those that keep the deeds of the law, that keep the fulfill the righteousness that is in the law in Romans 8, verse 4. We don't walk after the flesh, but after the spirit when you're fulfilling the righteousness in the law. So the thief said in verse 40 about the condemnation. Verse 41. Verse 41 of Luke chapter 23. Let's get verse 41 of Luke chapter 23. Turn your Bibles back there. Here's one of the thieves again. See, I, I told you that one thief is approaching another thief. He's going to respond to Christ and Christ is going to respond to him. Verse 41. And we indeed justly for what we have. Let, let me read that again. For we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Remember the deeds were back in John chapter three, verse 19. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Christ done nothing to deserve what he got. Nothing. He did not sin at all. He was sinless. Do you, you have to understand. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. I'm going to read. Verse 21 and 22. Verse 21. For even hither, hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So Christ didn't deserve to be hanged on the cross, but he was. But I want to go back to verse 41 again. It says, and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward. Let's get Proverbs 26, verse 10. The book of Proverbs chapter 26, verse 10. Then I'm going to read another scripture out of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 10 says this. 
The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. So God rewards transgressors with the condemnation of what he chooses. And at that time, through man, it was the cross. The transgressor will be rewarded as well as the law keeper. And in the future podcast episode, the reward, I'm going to show you what reward the law keepers are going to get and what reward those that don't keep the law are going to get. It's biblical. Plenty of scriptures to read. No more faking. No more hypocrisy. Let's read the scriptures. Let's get the book. We read Proverbs 26, verse 10. Let's get the book of, uh, let me see where I want to go next. I want to go next to the book. Let me see. Of Ezekiel chapter 18 again in verse 9. Because he said they justly receive the reward of the unlawful. But I'm going to show you with one scripture, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 9, says this He has walked in my statutes and have kept my judgments. To deal truly, he is just and he shall surely live, saith the Lord God. But these two thieves committed iniquity. So their punishment was just according to Jewish, I should, I, and I shouldn't say that, but according to the law of the Lord. Now, I said I was going to read another scripture out of Proverbs. Let's get Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Now, remember, there's a thief that has rebuked another thief. But I'm going to show you something, brothers and sisters. Proverbs chapter 6. We're going to read verses 30 and 31. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 30. And 31. Verse 30 says, Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. Hmm. Verse 31. Here's the key. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold he shall give all his substance of his house. But what if he doesn't have it? Well, back to the book of Luke chapter 23. Verse 41 again. But we indeed justly receive, we indeed justly deserve this condemnation. For we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. So one of the thieves got a little understanding. The other thief doesn't care. This is what's not read to you in the church. Watch verse 42. 
And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest unto thy kingdom. This is the verse that all first day of the week churches try to skip past. Brothers and sisters, this is an, this is an important verse. The thief understands that Christ has a upcoming kingdom, not going to heaven. But he has an upcoming kingdom. His kingdom is coming. He said, remember me and thou. Let me read it again. Verse 42. I don't want to go off course. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. When thou comest into thy kingdom. Let's look at that verse for a second. Remember me. Psalms chapter 112, verse 6. And then I'm going to read to you another scripture out of Proverbs. So you may understand. Psalm chapter 112, verse 6 says, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. So the righteous who keep God's law, no matter what they say about Romans 3 and 10, brothers and sisters, I am going to, in a future podcast, break down Romans 3 and 10 and 323 to the fullest. They try to use that. It's not going to work here at a light to the children ministries. We know what they're teaching. The righteous keep God's laws. And I'm going to, before I go back to Luke 23, because brothers and sisters, this is how I stutter a lot. I make a lot of mistakes while I'm reading because I'm thinking of the next scripture to go to instead of finishing where I'm at. Let's go to the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. I'm going to slow it down a bit. Revelation, Revelation, Revelation chapter, now let me see where I want to go. Revelation chapter, let's see, 22. And verse 11, Revelation chapter 22, verse 11. Listen to what the angel said to John. Okay. Revelation 22, verse 11 says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. An unjust man is a opposition to the just. The just keep the law, the unjust don't. Ezekiel 18 and 9 shows you who the just are. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. There's an option. There's an option. Remember, 
in Romans chapter 7, verse 12, Paul writes, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, just and good. There's no way to escape the one word, brothers and sisters. Your preacher cannot say what good is unless he read it, just unless he read it, holy unless he read it. Let's get holy. Let's get the book of Numbers chapter 15. The book of Numbers chapter 15. And I'm going to read verse 40, one verse, and then I'm going back to Luke 23 because I have a lot to cover. Numbers chapter 15, verse 40 says that ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. See, the reason why they don't go back to the Old Testament is because it was only given to Israel. It was important that Israel be holy unto the God, not all nations at this time and not ever. Now, even though we were scattered among all nations, mentioned in Deuteronomy 28, verse 64, we still, even though we're scattered among all the nations, we have to go teach all the nations because our people is in all the nations. That's why in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19 says this. It says, Matthew 28, 19, go, there, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. There is no choice we have, brothers and sisters, to teach the entire world. Because we're mixed among the entire world. They don't teach you that in first day of the week churches, that God mixed the people among the entire world. But they want to go to here in Revelation 7, verse 14 down to prove you to all nations. Okay. But what about the Israelites that scattered in all nations? Remember, the same thing was wrote next. Watch Acts 11, 19. Acts 11, verse 19. And brothers and sisters, I can go all day. Acts 11 and 19 says this. First of all, I want to read verse 18 and 19 together. Watch. Acts 11, verse 18 and 19. It says, verse 18, when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Verse 19, now they which were scattered abroad, Deuteronomy 28, 64, upon the persecution that arose about Stephan, traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only. But I thought, they were teaching all of them, but they said the Jews only. Why? Because the Jews had become Gentiles due to the sins that they committed when they were in other lands. They were scattered. Deuteronomy 28.64. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. I have to take one more break. I shall return to conclude this podcast episode. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were in the book of Luke, chapter 23, 
in verse 42, where one of the thieves said to Christ, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Let's look at the kingdom. Let's go to the book of Luke. Going back a chapter, chapter 22 and verse 30. Let's take a look at this kingdom. Because remember, brothers and sisters, they always like verse 23, but they never want to deal with verse 22. Luke chapter 22, verse 30 says this, that ye may feast and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Would you look at that? Now, Christ is talking to the apostles, not the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross wants to be there, but this is why they don't deal with verse 42, because they'll have to explain the kingdom. They'll have to explain that kingdom of Christ. Luke 22, verse 30 again, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel and see what's the one thing they're taught to tell you that the 12 tribes are done away. Well, they're going to be in the upcoming kingdom. And whenever you are teaching that doctrine about the thief repenting at that time and he's going to go up into paradise and be with Christ, they avoid that scripture because the thief on the cross understood the fear of God. He understood the law. He understood it. Proverbs chapter, I said I was going to read you another scripture out of Proverbs. Let's get the book of Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. Now we read in Proverbs 6 verses 30. I'm thinking it's verses 30 and 31. Verses 30 and 31 where it says, verse 30 says, men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his own soul or his soul when he is hungry. But when he, but when he be found, if he is, if he's found, he shall give or restore sevenfold and give all the substance of his house. But if he has no substance, guess what's going to happen? Now, rich men may be able to do this, but poor men go into prison. This thief was convicted to condemnation to the cross for his sin. He couldn't get off. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16 says, Proverbs 24, verse 16 says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again riseth up again but the wicked shall fall into mischief one of those thieves proved to get back up 
the other thief fell and stayed in the, the mischief that was in his mind. See, that's why Paul wrote in Romans 3.23. This is why they say this. Romans 3.23. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break this scripture down with one verse. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory. Does that mean we stay falling short of the glory? Or do we repent? Song of a Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19. Very quickly, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. Proverbs 19, verse 11. It says, The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. So the glory of a man is to pass over sin. But Paul wrote, we fall short. Sometimes we fall short of what we were supposed to do in life. Things go wrong. That's not going to stop the punishment. There are many of our young black brothers and sisters, Latino brothers and sisters, and of course my people, the natives that have fallen short and have committed things we had no understanding of and we're paying for it to this day. Not just according to today's understanding, but the Bible. Because everything that is done, brothers and sisters, is in transgression. Let's go back to the book of Luke 22, verse 30. We're talking about the kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom. Now, that thief knew about the kingdom. Let me show you what he knew. Let's go to the book of Isaiah 9, verse 7. Isaiah 9, verse 7. Let's, let's look at what the First Testament had to say. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Of the increase of his government, talking about Christ, and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his, his kingdom, his kingdom, to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is going to happen, brothers and sisters. This is going to happen. We cannot stop what the Bible says in prophecy. This is a prophecy. This is a prophecy. I want to get the book of Psalms, chapter 119, 119, verses 121. 
Psalms 119, verse 121. I have done judgments, God's laws, the true judgments mentioned in Nehemiah. The judgments mentioned in Nehemiah 9, 13 are God's laws. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressor. Justice is in judgment. Justice is in judgment. You cannot get justice without the law of God, without the judgment of God. This is why we continue to fall. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3 says this. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. Brothers and sisters, we ain't getting no judgment without God's laws. That's why when we cry for judgment, we try to get judgment without the law of God. We use the system for judgment, for justice. And it doesn't seem to be working. Doesn't seem to work. Still getting knees on the neck, choked out, shot seven times broke into the apartment, shot and killed innocents and think that a dollar is going to stop it. They don't want you to speak out about it. That's why a lot of times, brothers and sisters, I just stay with the scriptures because it takes one to see. There's no fear. It takes one to see what's going on. Well, they do that all in all nations. We're not talking about all nations, brothers and sisters. The problem is is that if you continue to worry about every nation, you don't worry about yourself. Let's go back to uh, the kingdom, rather. Let's go back to the kingdom. I want to get the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Acts chapter 1 and verse 6. Because Christ's kingdom has not come yet, brothers and sisters. It has not come. And when the kingdom comes, the 12 tribes of Israel will be judged in that kingdom. This is why they, as I said before and I say it again, they ignore 23 verse 42 of the book of Luke. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When they were therefore, when they were therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, "Lord, this, they're talking to Christ. Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom unto Israel? Are you going to give us the kingdom now?" Verse seven. This is what Christ responds with, and he said unto them, "It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own power." It's not for you to know. But what you do know is it's not going to be now. And what we do know today is it's not now. Christ's kingdom has not come yet. Prophecy has not been fulfilled. So when this thief says, remember me when thy kingdom come verse 42 now let's look at the verse let's look at the verse that they 
will look at and ignore all the rest. This is the verse that they see. They'll read the rest, but they this is the only thing they see. Verse 43, and Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's all they care about. That today, even though Matthew 12, verse 40, Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. And see, this is the integrity. Matthew 12, verse 40 says, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So when Christ died on the cross and gave up the ghost, mentioned in verse 46, for three days and three nights, he didn't go into heaven. Let's look at some more. Let's look at the book. I'm, I'm, and I'm showing you, brothers and sisters, this is how it is when you don't read the scriptures. Or you can read the scriptures and don't put it all together. It makes sense. Verse 3 of Acts chapter 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days 40 days 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of god 40 days so 40 days christ was on earth both of them wasn't together in paradise because paradise had not yet come it's not come yet the kingdom is the paradise it hadn't come but they look at that today shall thou be with me in paradise what does that today mean let's focus on today let's get the book of hebrews Chapter 3, Hebrews 3, because it's something that the thief did, and they didn't they didn't see it. And as I said, brothers and sisters, they're just trying to pass their doctrine and what they were taught they believe, but they hadn't gone over all the scriptures. It says this in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But exhort one another daily why it is called today. Today, there's that today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. One of the malefactors was hardened with the deceitfulness of sin. The book of Luke chapter 23 verse 39 again and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed him saying if thou be christ save thyself and us hardened 
didn't want to accept his punishment. Hey, look, if you the Christ, save us. Even though I stole, even though I committed iniquity, save us. Save, get us down from this cross so we can go. And I can keep committing iniquity. But the other thief, was different than that thief. He was not hardened. He accepted his punishment. Today, lest any of you should be hardened th through the deceitfulness of sin. It was two different thieves on the cross. One thief was hardened and the other thief humbled himself. But both thieves knew and understood the testimony and the law of God because there is no scripture saying that these thieves were Gentiles. You have to think about that, brothers and sisters. Look beneath the surface. There's a doctrine going around in the first day of the week churches, as I said before, and I'll say it again, to push away what's written in the first and second testaments in order to get you to believe that you can live your life in sin. And then when it comes down to the last moment, you can just do what this thief did and get the kingdom or, or, or go to heaven, or as they would say. No. Both thieves knew and understood the fear of the Lord, which is keeping the commandments. One just didn't care. We have to understand, brothers and sisters, the kingdom is not here yet. And that today was because the thief realized and didn't harden his heart like the other thief and understood that his condemnation was just and he perished in his condemnation. But he wanted Christ to remember him, brothers and sisters. He wanted Christ to remember him in that upcoming kingdom mentioned in Luke 22, verse 30, where it says again, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12, 12 tribes of Israel. That's why they don't talk about verse 42. That's why they don't go to Acts 1 and 6, Isaiah 9 and 7. They don't go to those scriptures. And I want you to know that the only nation that is going to be first in the kingdom is the 12 tribes. That's why the Gentiles created, the actual Gentiles created a gospel. Because they didn't want to use this to say, if the Caucasians are these people and we're not. They didn't want to say, hey, you know, well, this only applies to us and not you because black people would have taken this book 
Natives would have taken this book. Hispanics would have taken this book and read it for themselves and saw it. So they had to put it in a democracy form, all nations. No. They had to include you. That's As I said before, that's why the Ethiopian eunuch is used greatly in these first day of the week churches. They're trying to prove to you that you, being the African Gentiles mentioned in Genesis 10, you being the curse of Canaan mentioned in Genesis 9, can be baptized into our gospel, everybody. So you won't figure out that they cannot be baptized into the true gospel. And with that, brothers and sisters, I say peace be unto you. And may God bless. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters of the Most High, ye children of the promise. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode entitled The Two Thieves. There will be more podcast episodes where we go deeper. I always say a little deeper. And that's all I go right now, brothers and sisters, is a little deeper. But I could go way deep. I want to read to you out of the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, where Paul writes, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Hmm. Verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. And I will sing with understanding also. Psalms chapter 111. Psalms chapter 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So you're not, if, you, if you're not keeping commandments, there's not going to be much understanding you have of the scriptures. This is why in this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, I went a little bit little bit deeper into what you have never heard or have not heard in the first day of the week churches. I pray that you gleam something from this and may you tune in to future podcasts to learn a little bit more and to go a little bit deeper. God bless. <music>